aangifte van de analoge radiosignalen in de regio Amsterdam. Dit betekent dat klanten van Ziggo niet langer het analoge kabelsignaal voor de radio kunnen ontvangen. Dat geldt dus ook voor de analoge doorgifte van de Salto-kanalen. Dit zijn Caribbean FM, Radio Salto, Mokum Radio en Radio Zuidoost. De meeste mensen luisteren inmiddels al via het digitale kabelsignaal en voor hun verandert er dan ook niets. Als je nu nog via het analoge kabelsignaal luistert, moet je overstappen naar de setup box voor televisie of via de ether gaan luisteren. Meer informatie over het overstappen van analoog naar digitaal kun je vinden op de speciale website van Ziggo. Dit is www.ziggo.nl slash luisterdigitaal. Every Monday from 6 o'clock to 10 o'clock in the morning for your spiritual lessons and upliftment. For community news, your interviews, special requests, and others, tune into 105.2 MHz ETA and 103.8 MHz on cable. We delight and entertain you. Hey, we also have more stuff coming your way. We have business matters. We have social and educational matters. We have health and healing matters. We also have legal matters. For more information, call us on 020-368-1968. We delight and entertain you. Voice of Niger on Radio Lasso every Monday from 6 to 10 a.m. Lasso! Voice of Ninja is right here to promote your business. Yes, your social events, weddings, birthday parties, baby ceremonies, graduation, anniversaries, engagements. All your events can be promoted right here on Voice of Ninja. Yes, you heard me right. Don't know about you because you're now promoting your business. We can bring you the awareness that you need for all those revivals, seminars, special events, conferences, church services, your Sunday services, your social events, weddings, birthday parties, baby ceremonies, graduation, anniversaries, engagements. Call us today right now at 06-846-06-550. That's 06-846-06-550. Voice of Ninja, your place to advertise. if you don't. For more information, visit our website amsterdam.nl slash coronavirus. Anyone can catch corona. Corona does not discriminate. Stay at home. Only go out if you must. Always keep one and a half meter distance. Obey the rules. You risk a fine of up to 400 euros per person if you don't. For more information, visit our website. Amsterdam.nl slash coronavirus.
good morning to you and welcome to our Good Morning Show. This is Radio Voice of Niger, coming to you on the airwaves of Radio Razo. Hosting the program this morning is, of course, Apostle Larry Dawkins. Welcome and welcome. Let's share together a word of prayer before we proceed any further. Father, we thank you once again for the gift of life, for another opportunity to display our gratitude unto you. On behalf of myself, my household, and the entire nation and our world, we say thank you. We would like to commit ourselves into your hands to ask for your guidance throughout this day and for the rest of the week, and in fact, for the rest of the month, up to the end of the year. We need your guidance, your, your leadership, your wisdom to carry on. In the midst of these uncertain times, let the peace, the protection continue to rest upon our entire land and upon our world. Help us to go to, to overcome the threats that are all around us, especially of the virus that is on the increase right now. Thank you that your protection will keep us all safe. Let the broadcast this morning minister to somebody, touch somebody's life like never before. We are grateful for the opportunity to be of service. Take the glory today and for all time. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, this is the gospel inspirational segment, and uh, very shortly, we'll be bringing to you the word of God and the exhortational word dubbed The Miracles of Jesus, presented by Apostle Heller of Dorkino. And that will take us to the hour of nine o'clock, and I will tell you what else will be coming your way. But for now, sit back, relax, and enjoy this inspirational moment.
Ladies and gentlemen, let me quickly bring you um, a brief uh, scripture for today. And after that, we'll be heading to the uh, segment for the Word of God. I'm taking the scripture reading from Isaiah chapter 55. from the verse 6, Isaiah 55 from the verse 6, it says, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way, the righteous man his thoughts, and let him return unto God, and he will have mercy upon him. To our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, say the Lord. As the heavens, for as the heavens are higher, than the earth, so are my ways higher than yours, and my thoughts than your thoughts. This is an open invitation to everyone. In uncertain times, but also in normal times, God is our refuge. And this is an invitation to you out there, reach out to God, connect with Him, call upon Him, yield yourself to Him, that he may help you and guide you through the affairs of this life.
among the two sisters. So nobody, so nobody spoke about their, their parents. But what we know is that death became known for you know a place of Mary and Martha and Lazarus. So they had a great influence. They were influential. They were friends of Jesus. And Jesus was always going to Bethany because of them. But Lazarus became sick, and the sick, the sickness, claimed the life of, of Lazarus. Literally, he died. While the sisters were waiting for Jesus to come, Jesus did not come at that time. So it became like, hmm, your friend, you dead him, and he was not there. The, the different guys were dining with, he, he was nowhere to be found when your only brother was sick. So that could have left bitterness in the heart. Somewhere along the line, Jesus heard about the sickness of Lazarus and could not go because Jesus wanted to prove a point somehow. So eventually when Jesus now decided to go to, 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 to Bethany, they had already buried Lazarus. And so the professional mourners were still all hanging around just like when they had buried the people. So people don't normally leave them. Others are still hanging around for some couple of days. So the last one had already stayed four days in the grave. So eventually, when Jesus came to the scene, and everybody was crying and crying and crying and crying and crying, and they were wondering if he were to be here, our brothers wouldn't have died, and others began to gossip. And he said he can heal people. Why didn't he come at the right time? They were all making all of those mouths. Jesus looked. The Bible said he wept. He went to the, the side they have laid pastures. He went to the side and then, you know, with that groaning heart, broken spirit, Jesus said to the people around, take away, take away the stone that you have laid on top of his grave. Take it away, take it away. They began to give excuses. Jesus said, I said, take it away, take away the stone. Take away the stone. And the Bible said in verse 40 of that, John 11, verse 40, and they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid. They took away the stone. You see, Jesus had all power. He knew what he could have done. He knew how he could have called a man forth from the grave without evil, with the stone and everything still, you know, to sell impact. But he wanted that they should do some certain things. He wanted that those around should do some certain things. So there's a time in our life, there's a time in the life of people when they're not able to help themselves, and that's why we need each other. There's a time I may not be able to do what I'm used to doing for myself, and I need you. And there will be a time you will not be able to do yours, and you will need me.
that means he Jesus will not do it all. So if you are in a condition, in a situation where you cannot help yourself, God expects that those around you, those who have been your friends, and that's why I'm talking about real friends, those who are your real friends, who are around you, who know what has been your problem, that's the time they're supposed to stand in the gap for you. They are supposed to stand in the gap and provide. They're supposed to make every effort to make sure that you have been sustained. They don't need to throw in their towel and just give up on you. They are the time, that's the time they're supposed to make attempts to take away the stroke, to take away the, the, the hindrances that are preventing you not to leave, to take away the hindrances that are making you not to, not to go forward, to take away the hindrances that are making you not to prosper. We need each other. You need me, I need you. You, you need good friends to stand up their head around you. The family members of Lazarus couldn't do that. I mean, the sisters could not do that. They could not. Because if they had known that, it just, it just, it just, they couldn't call forth. I mean, they couldn't call forth their brother to come back to life. They could not. And they just wanted that Jesus would do everything when Jesus, uh, uh, Jesus comes eventually. Maybe, maybe who knows if he will call forth our brother. We don't know. We, we don't know because the guy is gone. Jesus said, do your own part while I do my own part. What does that mean to you in this COVID time, in this pandemic? You're supposed to open up your eyes very wide. Look around. Who would you be a support to? Take away the stone. Take away the stone. Take away the stone that is hindering somebody else not to live. Take away that which is a source of pain in the life of somebody else and give them joy. Don't be, don't, don't, don't enjoy when others are down. Don't enjoy when others have failed. Don't enjoy when others have, have, have been disappointed. Don't be a, 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 a branch of sadness when you see other people sad and sorrowful. That's the time you should be left. That's the time you are in your best. No, don't be, don't be. Give assistance. Give assistance to those who need it. Give food to those who need it. Put food. Put, put smile in the faces of people each day you live. Now 
have this substance, assist somebody else. Let me know, let me just mention it here. Let me, a good friend, they are called Bonafide. They are those who open up their hearts and tell you the truth, even if it hurts. That's how you know a good friend.
morning, we're going to be talking about beliefs on how to raise healthy migrant children in the first 1,000 days of life. In this show, we'll be exploring what are some of the cultural and traditional beliefs pertaining to carrying pregnancy and raising healthy children within the first 1,000 days of life. That is from conception to the second year. The primary aim of this um, event is to investigate which beliefs and practices govern how we raise children uh, from especially our West African tradition and culture. Here we will be sharing best practices handed down to us today. Also, we'll be contrasting these beliefs with modern-day principles uh, and so, so by benefiting our community here. To do justice to the topic today, I'm going to give uh, the control over to Miss Helen Roof. Miss Apostle Helen Roof. Oh, don't get it. Who's going to introduce our guest for today? Well, well, thank you so much for that honor, and it's a privilege. And our, our fans out there, we trust that you are ready and to embrace this which is coming to you. Beliefs on how to raise healthy migrant children in the first 1,000 days. So our guests, they are professionals that are well known in, in the city of Amsterdam, Southeast and beyond. And we are always proud when they make our time just to be with us. So permit me to introduce you to uh, Mrs. Joyce Abuachi, who is a maternity nurse and proprietor of Joy Kramsog, a trusted and respected local community maternity practice and also she's a leader, a community leader. Welcome to Radio Voice of Niger. Thank you. <laughs> uh, they watched you on Saturday on the television, Salto, because we were discussing on raising kids on um, uh, two cultures. Last Saturday. Last Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Miss Joyce is also here with uh, her um, colleague, uh, Sister Sylvia. Yes, Miss Miss Sylvia. Miss Sylvia, please, would you say hello to our fans? Hello. And introduce yourself, please. I'm Sylvia. I'm uh, a Dutch person. Yes. I'm also an employee of Joy Kramsorg. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm living 44 years in uh, Southeast. Exactly, 44 years. Practicing. No, practicing uh, 25 years. Wow, is a professional? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for being here, Sylvia. Thank you for having me. We appreciate me. it when you make time to be with us. And uh, and then we have we have the only he among them <laughs> who is also a father, uh, Mr. Peter. Would you please say hello to Radio Voice of Niger fans and introduce yourself properly? Hello, listeners. My name is Peter. Okay. I'm living here I'm in Amsterdam. Yeah. You are a father. I'm a father. <laughs> Thank you for being with us. All right. So, uh, without wasting uh, too much time, we are starting with our first question. Okay. So, um, we also would like that our viewers or our listeners, please, we know that you also will be watching this on our Ustream. Uh, please feel
still very, very free to give us a call on the studio number, which is 027371619. Our professionals who are here will be more than willing to, you know, entertain your questions and also your suggestions. All right. I am throwing the first question to this maternity nurses. Okay. From our cultural and traditional point of view, are there any special treatment or food? exercises, behaviors that are supposed to go along well with a pregnant woman in order for her to have a healthy child? If so, what are some of these things and why? Is the question clear? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> so the, the floor is open, please. Miss Joyce. Good. Thank you. It's a clear question, but uh, my uh, question to this very question actually to elaborate is what is culture? Mm-hmm. We need to understand what culture is. But for a pregnant woman, yeah. whether you live in Timbuktu or you live in the point of view and from the cultural as I said they all need to avoid stress that's number one really every pregnant woman needs to avoid stress especially the first trimester of the pregnancy so until the baby has been confirmed the pregnancy has been confirmed through echo or through a gynecologist we do not consider the first three months seriously because we know it seriously, but yeah, we, we know that something can go wrong. So the first time you know that you are pregnant, every health practitioner will advise you to avoid stress. Eat healthy. And then we come to the question, what is a healthy diet for a pregnant woman? Depending on where you are living, the culture, the traditions of where you are living, I'm a Ghanaian, and I did my schooling in Netherlands, but I'm talking to cultures. Yes, exactly. But a balanced diet and a healthy diet is global the same. So stress, avoiding stress is most important. Enough rest and eat healthy. And when we say healthy food in the Netherlands, then we say brown bread. Yeah, brown bread, and most of the time during the pregnancy, the midwife is giving you a list what not to eat because some foods are very dangerous for uh, the baby during the pregnancy yes uh, like organ flesh like liver um, um, not prepared meat um, so it's it's very care you have to really carefully uh, follow that list and Normally, eat healthy, like eat your vegetables. Um, you can eat rice, potatoes, um, fish. Fish is very good during the pregnancy. Oh, really? Um, and those who cannot afford it? Then, then you can eat meat, but make it well prepared, not eat it rare. So if you like uh, taking a steak, yeah. it's not medium rare, but it's make it well good. done. Probably yes. Good. So that's that's really the the thing that they have to listen to the midwife and following that list. 
Okay. And that's pure during the pregnancy. Okay. So, also, yes. Excuse me, you, have, you did uh, mention something. If the woman cannot afford yeah. okay. paying for the fish or the balanced diet that the midwife yeah. is giving, yeah. carrying the baby is your uh, baby, but the responsibility is of the government and the entire society. Yeah. Well, that is, yeah, yes, but in Africa, that's not the way. Well, you're talking about here. Yeah. And even if in Africa you are pregnant and very poor, you go and beg for food, I don't think anybody will refuse you. Yeah, as a pregnant woman. As a pregnant woman. It's true. <laughs> that's why I'm saying that even here, it's not only your responsibility. If you cannot afford, yeah. you are carrying the baby, but it's the responsibility yeah. of the government and the community to make sure that you have a healthy pregnancy. Compared to Africa, as you are saying, if you are pregnant and you are wearing a high heel, going from party to party, believe me, someone who doesn't know you will just call and say, hey, are you serious about this pregnancy? Oh, okay. <laughs> Everyone can warn you. Yeah. Yeah. So likewise, in the Netherlands, the government is also responsible oh, for you carrying a healthy pregnancy. So if financially you are not fit enough to provide for the list that the midwife has given you yes. or the advice that the doctor is giving you, mm -hmm. feel free and discuss with your midwife, your house doctor, mm -hmm. your social worker, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, and yeah, they will yeah. see to make sure that your needs are being provided. Of course, they are not going to make it extra vegan for you, but the basic needs will be provided if you make your worries known uh, to I need to explain here. Uh, you, you sound like far away from my room. It sounds like an echo. Okay. So if you can draw much closer, okay. it will be helpful. I also send my blood to you, Peter. Uh, okay. I, need to yeah. spring, I need to spring in here. Um, the, we are talking about beliefs uh, because there are beliefs which are peculiar to the way the children are raised. We need to focus on that. Uh, because the role we want to really discover is what are the uh, cultural beliefs and customs, traditions, which really go a long way to enhance the way children are, are raised in a healthy way, the first 1,000 days, you know? Uh, I think the fitting part which you talked about, you spoke about, I think it's quite general, that applies everywhere. But let us focus on what we know from our parents or our grandparents about how before they are born and the one first two years of their of their birth, uh, how they must be treated for in order for them to be healthy. Yeah. This is a, that's a cross of the whole matter here. Exactly. Like, 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 for instance, for instance, when uh, a child is born, I've seen in my culture when a child is born, and then while they are buffing the child, the way the mothers they will just call this child so I shake this child, you know, from the leg side, you know, the two, and then do so, do so, and then you, you are wondering. Sometimes they will throw it to the other hand again and do that, do that, and then sometimes they will just look at where they think is the brain <laughs> and use some hot water and press there, press there, and then sometimes you see them trying to oh, oh, shape the head. Yeah. Yeah, I go about wondering why are they doing this on this child? They say if they don't do that the child will not be able to have a, a real good hair you know the, the head will just be somehow and then things like that you know <laughs> yeah you also say and from my point of view that's, uh, that, uh, that has to do with a lot of uh, cultural 
different because it, 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 there is a way people uh, and people the, the way they handle things yeah. might be different from how others are doing. Yes. Um, in Africa, for instance, yeah. like uh, in support of what you've been saying, yeah, I've seen a situation when a child is being born, how um, the adults, yeah. yeah, how they can handle even uh, looking at the child that is very fragile. Uh -huh. That is very fragile. Like, still at that time, they can handle that child in such a degree that if you're not, in you as a, a non-looker might be thinking that oh, that child might just give up. Really? But, but it's not that way. Yeah. But in that their orthodox method of doing it, I yeah. think it is very, very essential. Let's tell you that this, uh, this exactly. is one of the reasons why, why they are doing that. Well, like like those from the rivers, those from the river state in Nigeria. I heard that when the child is still very small, that, that's they quickly throw the child inside the water. Instantly, because they, they that's the river right area. I assume that the child might uh, get drowned. Yes, but it's not going to get drowned. But they are trying to intimate the child on the norms, on the way. <laughs> You are right. You are right. Is it about the Down syndrome children you're talking about? Because they're not familiar. No, 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 That hasn't got anything, anything to do with the, yeah. the Down syndrome or whatever. But this in uh, the healthy children in general. Yeah. In relation to the cultural background of that, that's if they raise it, they raise such a child. Yeah. In such a degree that the child will be growing healthy. Hmm. That's what they believe because uh, let me add to what he is saying. Um, there are kids who are from cultural background. They are from riverine areas in Africa. So, uh, and these riverine areas do not have, uh, we don't have access to, you know, to how to cross the river to the other side of the country to go and get some groceries and whatever. Okay, we don't have canoes and all of those things, you know. So they have a local way of doing it. Yes. So from that little childhood, so these kids, when they are born, mm -hmm. I heard, I heard. So they are being thrown inside the river. Just, just to acquaint, them. acquaint the child with the river. So they keep throwing the child inside the river like but, but once then, away. How, what does that got to do with the child being healthy? The child grows up to be very, very healthy because the child first is not afraid of water and the child is, can swim. Yes. The child can really be a very good swimmer. And then at the same time, the child is... <laughs> so so, so, so that's, the, that's the cultural perspective of uh, that, that distance. Uh, we have similar on our way.
actually. But here in Holland, we have this baby swimming. Yeah. Where yeah. a mother, yeah. when you know, you've passed a, a period uh, uh, from, uh, excuse me, yeah. that when you stop bleeding yeah. after the uh, birth, yeah. you can go to the swimming pool. There's a special department for babies yeah. that your baby could also be introduced to water. <laughs> And then they can swim with mother or other young adults. Yes. Well, that's a, that's a good one. Uh, I think there are more we like to share because uh, that is just one aspect of training the, acquainting the baby with, uh, uh, let's say, hey, his or immediate environment and maybe future environment, especially if it has to do with water, something like that, or, or getting the baby familiarized with, uh, you know, giving the baby the feeling that he or she is still like the lifestyle of the he's still in the womb or something like that okay that is just one uh, but I, i'm sure there are many other many. beliefs yeah. and practices which contribute to uh, help to contribute towards giving the child a yeah. healthy you know situation yeah and so these are some of things we want to explore this morning yeah so i, I would like that one this yeah. was actually a plenty i mean yeah. oh, well, well, we Okay. Okay. Compared to 
Africa. Yeah, and then we drink a lot. And most of the children are having eczema. Badly eczema on their skin. Yeah, the eczema. Yeah, and and um, it, it's 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 very painful for a child. And you have to go to the house doctor, you know, and 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 to the skin doctor to 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 see what's happening, how far it is, and that child can have it through all his life or her life. So it's it's a climate change of uh, of in Africa uh, and part of uh, Holland. Our climate is different than in Africa. Yeah. So uh, I can understand that you want to clean your baby mm-hmm. and, and that belief, of course. I clean my child also yeah. uh, because I want it to be clean and yeah. not smelly and yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah. But the climate makes us, to, let me just say, like two or one time a day a shower. Okay. And that's it. And not rub it and that long. So that makes it very difficult for me as a Dutch maternity nurse to make aware of an African woman to say that please don't do it here. Yeah, okay. Because it's and understand where you're coming from, mm-hmm. but in Holland the climate is different. Yeah, but I mean, it's not about the climate at that time because the weather, the child is still very, very mm-hmm. uh, tender, and uh, the child has not begun to go outside. As to say, uh, this child is exposed to a hot environment, and then it's beginning to sweat. And uh, no, no, no. It, the fact is that this child is being born, and then the the elders, the elders belief that uh, the, the child needs to be scrubbed yeah. because you, the child has to be scrubbed to take away all the slippery things that uh, she, uh, this child have gathered in the womb and then also it is believed mm-hmm. that this child would have some kind of smelly offensive odor not just a normal so that offensive odor if this real scrubbing is not done yeah. and then you see them really doing everything to really scrub and scrub and scrub so but now we are hearing that it's not yeah and, and too i mean uh, um, like uh, the saying goes that the kind of firewood you have is what you can use in cooking uh, your food <laughs> yeah yeah uh, in, a, in a particular place but uh, I don't see anything wrong in it, as a matter of fact, okay. because, um, uh, like, um, for instance, those of us that were born in that kind of climate, okay. I think we, we look healthy enough in such a degree that, uh, yeah, compared to Western uh, kind of a uh, way of uh, raising up a child, yeah. it, there's nothing wrong in it. It isn't. Yeah. It isn't. It My isn't. God, it isn't. It isn't, but to my own view, there's nothing wrong in it. No. And uh, when, you, like I rightly mentioned, yeah. when you go there, when you go to the, 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 the those uh, traditional, they have some kind. Excuse me, they have some kind of um, leaves. Yeah, the bath, the bath. They can go even without the the the. Um, the soap that has acidic or their pH level are very corrosive to the... They have some kind of special leaf they can use. Yes. And when... Let me come in. Yeah. Use their biological biologists that yeah. organic. Yeah. And the soaps here, yeah. or soaps that we are talking about, they are also chemicals. Yeah. 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 So we'll see the baby scrubbing the baby twice a day. So every midwife or even a gynecologist... That's, that's where I'm calling. Ask you, will rather... Uh, encourage you to use the hair 
is where I'm trying to because uh, in our days now, everything has talked to you a bit more of synthetic. Yeah, exactly. More of synthetic uh, than uh, natural. Yeah. But in our natural way of doing that, I don't see anything wrong because we might see the lengthy time oh, it might take, but they are doing it in such a way that the child, when you look at the child, the child will come up to be healthy and strong. So you're saying that the, the for example, in scrubbing the child, mm. the, the, the herb, I mean, the herbs they use mm -hmm. uh, back home from a cultural or traditional point of view, yeah. tends to be safer and healthier than the soap, the chemical soap that's right. we use now. No, that's right. But do not use this, those herbs on the head because I have always seen them using soap, baby soap, and then they keep scrubbing the head. And I, I go about wondering why would they be scrubbing the head that way, you know? It's the idea they have that the child is fish, uh, the child is going to smell. Yeah. But what Brother Peter is saying is about giving health. African woman um, when also um, 
the uh, the woman gives birth, mm. they always press the stomach. Yeah. They believe yeah. in pressing the stomach yeah. and uh, pushing out some of the uh, oh, blood oh. and all of those things. She can buy stomach. Oh, okay. Really? <laughs> she can buy stomach. Yeah. Yeah. delivery because of the changing of your back yeah. and when you're binding it helps also to uh, support your back and your belly is very flexible because the room is there yeah, yeah. and it feels not, not, not nice I can understand that but it helps support you with that but not, when it's really uh, like six weeks after six weeks the room is really on the place it's, uh-huh. it's, it's really down So if you're having that belly problem to say, okay, I want to be having a a nice, tight belly, that's the moment that you have to do that. All right, I 
I would like to uh, yeah. on this uh, on this very topic. Yeah, I, I, I just want to know more before you throw your question. Eh? Okay. Yeah, how about a situation when a woman uh, gave birth to uh, through cesarean method? Yeah. Okay, that's a good exactly. That's, that's a good that's one. Because uh, we deal with many methods of giving birth. And it's difficult to, for us to convince them of what we know from the medical side mm. and also their beliefs. Yeah. So we find a balance. Mm. Caesarean, we will advise you not to do it. Yeah. Not to tie the womb. Not no. to tie, because the womb, yeah, you are, you are cut three times. Exactly. So your, your, your womb and the wound in your body, yeah. they all need to be healed. So if you cover it, yeah. you are tightening it, you are not doing good to your body. Exactly. So you can, you can wound yourself. That may be six weeks. Yeah. When we've gone to check up and all the wounds are healed properly, then you can take care of your body. What yeah. that we concentrate on is the breastfeeding because the more you give the breastfeeding to yeah. your child, yeah. the more the womb is contracted right. and it becomes smaller yeah. and your muscles are getting tighter. So when you are using the machine to pump out the milk from mm -hmm. the breast, uh, how does it affect the womb? It's, it's the same. It's the same. It's, it's the same. It's the same, except that the baby drinks heavier than what the machine is doing. Yeah. And there's also bonding.
I understand where it's coming from, but because of the, uh, the medicine world is working like every second is changing yeah. and um, we still have to learn as, as a physician uh, we have to follow classes and courses uh, about this because it's changed a lot but it's very very serious babies are are, are going to be dying from okay it. well let's leave it at that uh, very quickly <laughs> let's um let's talk about the food or the kinds of food that we need to okay. we believe that will Are you pregnant mothers prior to delivery or, you know, after that, uh, the kinds of food that will make them healthy, give, give them a healthy foundation for, for the development of the kids? Yeah. The, yes. Well, are there some food from our backgrounds that, you know, we are, you know, we've been taught, our parents have maybe raised us up with or we've been told that they are very important. Is it yeah. only for the baby or for the also yeah, the mother? Coming from the pregnancy stage to I, the delivery. I know that. Yeah. yeah uh, from, from, from the baby, we all know that breastfeeding is the best. And yeah. you can give minimum six months, which I know Africa. We can give up to two years, which is very fine. Wow. Nice. Uh, even the baby has teeth, they are not going to bite you because we are we know how to, and the professional can also teach you. We have something like palm nut soup. Uh, granite soup, agushi, yes. uh, that's from the Nigerians. We have this, uh, 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 what do we call it? Yes. Uh, everything that you eat is well good, apart from alcohol, medicine, and drugs.
the worm. Yeah, worm and eatable this uh, it's a maggot. Maggot. Not really maggot, but it's um, uh, that's uh, um, another type. Yeah, I'm trying to but it's, it, it's, it, it's within it's medicinal. They just put it in the water mm-hmm. and the child will be drinking. Uh, they will be giving, giving that child uh, that kind of water will be drinking. But not the worm. Not the worm. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, but it's not that sort of worm we are thinking about. Yeah. It's yeah. But it is edible yeah. type of worm. But uh, only that I've forgotten the the particular name. Mm. Yeah, but for seconds, they put it in the water. Yeah. Then they be giving the child the is it? And then when you when you observe it very closely, yeah. the kind of um, physics that is the, the child is about to say, I mean, you be you be dead. You do what? This. You You'll be surprised. Really? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what does that say? Yeah, it's to make the child have free fall. Yeah. Yes. Then, because uh, that kind of um, um, stomach egg yeah. that the child has developed, yes. uh-huh. either from what the child has eaten from the mother's womb, yeah. okay. or the thing that it was not supposed to be given to the child at that moment. Yeah. So the only remedy for it is the, the, those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, and then they put it there, then they give the child the water to sip gradually, and then it clears the box. The system. Yeah. Oh, amazing. <laughs> you know, there's something, Elif, uh, if you listen to this program, uh, this, we're talking about beliefs about raising healthy children uh, in the first 1,000 days. So you're welcome to give us a call on the studio line as uh, seven. 020-737-1619. You're welcome to interrupt us at any time. I I was trying trying to think about this, the food aspect. But what I remember, though, uh, is that uh, I don't know who gave birth at the time, whether a sister or a mama or somebody in the house. But they make... uh, the roast, there's, you know, there's a roasted corn powder, roasted corn. You know, the type they used to make Tom Brown. Yeah. That type. Okay, there's a belief, I'm talking about from my background now. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm an area. So, uh, I saw this made for a woman who had just given birth. Uh, uh, I understand it helps give, produce more milk or something like that. So, the, this roasted corn powder. Yeah. It's made made into uh, like a thick paste. I mean, like a banco or something like that. That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, and then they add palm oil. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they, they make that the meal, uh, and then they put palm oil in somewhere in the middle or around or something like that. Yeah. There is a lot of meat or fish or something around. Yeah. Soup or something. That kind of concoction. Is made and given to the woman who has just given birth, and it looks so nice and attractive. You know, and I, I think the goal is to help the mother maybe produce more milk or maybe that's, that's actually right because um, because she mentioned uh, I, because naturally they in African uh, tradition. Yeah. Uh, the mo- um, the mother give um, the 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 children and it's very. Uh, it, it's very much advisable, and the, most, most of the children that uh, grow, they grow up uh, through breastfeeding, they are healthy. 
and uh, knowledgeable enough to yeah. my own. So, but the, from what you have rightly pointed out, there are some kind of um, food uh, when they, they, they is prepared and given to the mother that just. So the idea is to enhance, to help her yeah. produce more milk. Yeah. Really? Yes. As we describe the food, yeah. we, 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 we can relate to those people from Eritrea, okay. Ethiopia, yeah. Kenya. They have something similar? They have similar. Yeah. Because okay. as you said, the maize yeah. is uh, also from fiber and there are a lot of products, just as the mold. Yeah. And the mold here, we call them a fraudi. Yeah. Okay. And before this normal mold that we drink from Africa yeah. is being imported, yeah. Yeah. the Dutch had a yeah. which uh, in 20 years ago we were sent to the market to buy for the woman to drink it. It's yeah. a malt, yeah. full of maize. For oh. the, the Suriname people yeah. call them stout. Yeah, for, for the breast oh. to produce. Stout. Yeah. stout. But this maize... Is it bitter? Maize, yeah. Um, it's very dark, yeah. dark it's beer. It's malt. It's malt. Oh. It's the malt that we drink. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they make that barracuda the dough yeah. from it. Yeah. Yeah. the breast and then it's flushing out also the, the you know the yeah. feces 
yeah. from the baby. So it's assumed that if you don't take, if you if you don't eat that, you will not be very healthy yeah. because you will have some piled up blood somewhere. Actually, the, the, the women also advise the, um, essentially not to eat things anyhow because whatever they eat, invariably the child will take it from the precisely. Yeah. So yes. if they eat wrongly, it will affect the child. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, at this point, let's take a short break, okay? Uh, before we can <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, you have been enjoying uh, this discussion, so uh, we'll take a short break, but in the meantime, you, you may interrupt the uh, break uh, if you want to call or you have a question or remark, just feel free, go ahead. <laughs> Give us a call, okay? In case you just join us, uh, we have a very interesting talk about, you know, beliefs on uh, raising children, healthy children, especially from a migrant perspective. And we're discovering a lot of interesting things. I'm telling you, we're digging back into the archives of our culture and history, and we are finding some interesting things. So after all, our ancestors, our parents, they were wise, you know. We've come to replace all these ancient beliefs with modern, so-called good medicine, good whatever. But we're beginning to find out that, well, what we had in those days wasn't bad after all. So uh, if you uh, enjoyed this program, go ahead and give us a call. Okay, we're taking a short break, like we said. So we'll be back soon.
Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Thank you, Joe Brace, for the music. Uh, welcome back, uh, our panelists. Yeah. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Well, we are just making a rediscovery of our backgrounds, our culture. And also, we'll be just uh, putting a cup on the program for now. We have just a few minutes to go. And so, I just want to... Uh, Treat you to another song, another track for I say bye bye. I hope you enjoy the peace. to say thank you for being in our company and uh, we'll see you next week. God willing, take care of yourself. Be blessed.